Hello everyone, welcome back, welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. I hope you are all staying happy, sane, and healthy as always. Today's episode is with my wonderful, wonderful friend Zulema Velasco. Zulema just finished school to become a doctor living in Mexico with her husband and she is a fitness and nutrition coach for women. One of the many reasons that I love talking to Zulema is because she truly believes that lifestyle is medicine. We talk all about her story, how important mental health and therapy are to both of us, and how to stop comparing your efforts to others. We even chatted a little bit about my recent obsession with Idaho. I have no idea where that's coming from, but that is truly something I've recently been obsessed with. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the Chronically Healing Podcast, rate and review us on Apple. And yeah, I hope that you enjoy this episode. I have a question for you before we dive into the episode today. Are your chronic health issues interfering with your happiness or are they preventing you from achieving any of your goals? I decided to take back my life from chronic illness and start living my dreams. And as you all know, therapy has been a huge part of that for me. Because of therapy, I have been able to work through some deep emotional and mental healing that has gotten me to where I am today. That's why I'm so, so, so excited to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. My husband recently started using this service and we've been loving the fully remote option for professional counseling. BetterHelp is an affordable option for online therapy where you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist. There will be a special offer for all Chronically Healing listeners to get 10% off your first month of therapy by going to trybetterhelp.com healing. That's try better, H-E-L-P slash healing. I will have that link for you guys in the show notes. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's podcast. Now let's jump into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today on the show, we have my friend Zulema on the show. Welcome. Hi, so good to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you. You're all the way in Mexico, right? Yes, in Guadalajara, Mexico. Yeah. Is it like much warmer there than it is here right now? <laughs> yes, I think it is a lot warmer. It is super warm. Most days are warm. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like, I'm like wearing a like thermal. <laughs> you're like in a tank top. So I'm like. Yeah, in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a blanket. Like I'm ready, <laughs> ready for this. It was like snowing on my walk this morning. Weird. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, anyway. no snow outside. Just <laughs> No snow for you. Um, so how about we jump right in? How about you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? A little okay. bit about you. Okay, perfect. So I'm currently living in Mexico. I am a general physician here in Mexico. I just got certified three months ago. And basically, I'm just finishing up my social year here in Mexico. So in Mexico, when you go to medical school, it's six years. It's four years of basic education, one year of internship, which is basically mm-hmm. you doing being on call, being in the hospital, working as a physician while being shadowed by other physicians. Mm-hmm. And then the last year is just your social service year where you're kind of giving back to the country, right? Which in this case is Mexico mm-hmm. and just working. It's voluntary work as a physician. So mm-hmm. I currently give general medical consultation at a sports center and I am also on this crazy thing called entrepreneurship (laughs) (laughs) where I have been working on my online program working with women it's called fit metabolic accelerator and that's pretty much what I do 
Yeah. So what, what is Fit Metabolic Accelerator? How do you help people within that? Yeah. So Fit Metabolic Accelerator is like the exclusive one-on-one coaching with women. Mm-hmm. And what I aim at helping women with is balance and like really teaching them about nutrition just because like my own experience with nutrition in the past was like very restrictive and very focused on limiting certain types of foods. Mm. And so I've learned that it's more about balance and really learning about nutrition, like knowing what you're feeding your body, knowing what your body loves mm-hmm. and with nutrition, also incorporating movement, right? Because movement is so important. And I don't even really focus on like hardcore exercise or like yeah. hardcore CrossFit, you know, yeah. but like through Fit Mobile Accelerator, it's working like with my clients to find what they like and what works best for them. Mm-hmm. I think that that's so important, even like within the chronic illness industry too, there's a time and a place for the more kind of strict diets to kind of figure out what is affecting your body. But then when it comes down to it, finding, like you said, finding the nutrition that fits for you. And like, you know, I feel like I've talked to nutritionists before or doctors before, and they're like, okay, you can eat this and you can't eat this. But there are some people that like, you know, like, for example, I struggle with lentils. Sometimes mm-hmm. my body just doesn't process them the way that they should. And lentils are healthy. Healthy. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, but at the same time, like I also struggle with dairy, which most, most people do. So it's kind of like trying to figure out that balance, right. With like what works for each person. Right. I think it's very personalized. And so many mm-hmm. times you talk to nutritionists or physicians and they're very, almost like black and white. Like this is what you should eat. This is what you shouldn't eat. And maybe Mm -hmm. some of those foods that you shouldn't be eating, your body does tolerate them. Mm -hmm. But that is something that has to be personalized. And it isn't until you work with someone, I think, that kind of guides you through it because it is kind of difficult that you start discovering what your body likes, what it can tolerate, you know, and like food um, preferences. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before because I didn't mention this, but Zulema and I actually met in a business coaching program. So that's how we know each other. But just the fact that like chronic illness and chronic issues in general are kind of on the rise right now and like figuring out, even for those people that don't have chronic issues yet, figuring out how to eat well, move your body well, have these like healing practices within your life that kind of eliminate that, that, uh, hopefully eliminate chronic illness for you in general, but like, so that you don't get to a space where you're dealing with chronic illness. Right. Right. Do you feel like it's growing like chronic issues in general? Yes, I do feel like they're growing and I feel like while they are growing, people are not really giving them that much importance. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's important to give it, to think about it at a young age Mm -hmm. because we would rather, I would rather as a physician focus on your health right now rather than focus on your disease in the future, right? Mm-hmm. This whole idea of preventative medicine for me, yeah. I mean, it fascinates me because we really have like a lot of power in what we feed our body, how we move our body, our mental health. Mm-hmm. And all of this really dictates, you know, future illnesses. Mm -hmm. And I feel like right now society kind of just focuses on treating illness 
right? Just focusing yeah. on creating more pills to, you know, you have abdominal pain. Okay, take this pill and it'll go away, right? Rather than really mm-hmm. digging deep and saying, well, maybe it's certain foods that you're eating that are causing that discomfort. Mm-hmm. Or are you way too stressed in life? What's going on? You know, how are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. And so I think that is like a very important key for chronic illness and how it's all related. Yeah. Kind of just that like holistic picture of everything. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That holistic picture. And I feel like it's interesting. I like to tell this story about me <laughs> like a few, like five years ago or so I was like the most fit that I've ever been. I was like super lean, super fit. Um, and I counted macros at the time. Cause that's like what everybody was doing. I feel like, and, <laughs> um, and I was eating like the weirdest things to make it like fit within my macros macros. None of it was healthy. I was very, like I said, very lean, very fit, but I was tired all the time. And I was constantly bloated, constantly bloated. So it was like, even though I had this beautiful fit body, a lot of times I was wearing flowy clothes or whatever, because my stomach would bloat and I would look like I was nine months pregnant. (laughs) And like, you know, and I like to, this like evening treat that I would have would be like, I would make protein ice cream with like this protein powder that I didn't even like, but I would, it had a lot of protein (laughs) and I I would like, yeah, I would put like ice in there with water. I wouldn't even use almond milk, you know, had to keep it as clean as possible. That's what I thought clean was. And then I would like top it with Walden Farms zero calorie, like chocolate syrup and like, uh, like cereal. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And then I would like wake up in the morning and I would be bloated and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> so it's just interesting. Like the, I love what you said about like, um, about health right now versus disease later. I think that kind of just paying attention to the foods that you're eating and not just jumping on whatever diet everybody else is doing and kind of right finding. And if you can't figure it out yourself, that's where someone like working with someone like you is really helpful to like help someone figure out what foods, what type of movement works best for you. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I love that. I actually have a story of my own. Mm. Basically, uh, five years ago, I was also like as lean as I've ever been, you know, I was feeling great. I was like, I was confident in a bikini, everything, Mm -hmm. right. All my clothes fit. I loved shopping because I just wanted to buy like all these (laughs) clothes, right? (laughs) And then at the same time, I started having a lot of issues with, at that time I didn't, um, I didn't like really label it, but now I can kind of label it as like anxiety Mm. and just a lot of worry. It was right when I was about to move to Mexico. Mm -hmm. So basically all this anxiety and I was fainting everywhere led me to a physician in in Mexico, we went to Mexico just because it's cheaper. Mm. Um, it's about two hours from where we live, like the border. So mm. we went to Tijuana and I went to a physician and I got a general blood test, general urine test. And the results came back and I had super high cholesterol levels. Mm. And that was a very big turning point for me and how I defined health, right? Mm-hmm. Because at that point I was like, yeah, this is what healthy is. Like Mm -hmm. being healthy is me being super lean, me doing exercise every day. And I wasn't even considering the fact that I was super stressed, anxious, fainting everywhere. And then I get these exams back 
and I have super high cholesterol. And I'm like, I am 24 years old. Yeah. And the physician is like sitting on the other side, getting mad at me and saying like, this is, these are the results of a 40 year old woman. What are mm-hmm. you doing? What are you eating? You're thin, but you're not healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that for me was mind blowing. Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what is health? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. And given at the time I was eating a bunch of processed food, but I was just restricting so much where I could still be lean. Right. So mm-hmm. I wasn't tracking macros just because I didn't know how, but so many times I see people like tracking macros and still eating so much unprocessed food. Mm-hmm. And I don't really agree with that because it's not even just about tracking your macros, but more so tracking like what you're feeding your body because all that food, you know, causes high cholesterol level, can cause high cholesterol levels, which in the future can lead to heart problems. So basically that was a turning point for me. And then that's when I started medical school mm-hmm. and saw a bigger picture of what health really meant. Mm-hmm. And so since then, my cholesterol levels are not quite normal, normal, almost normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but part of it is just genetics, but I'm doing everything in my power to keep it low. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so important, just like finding what works for you and like being being aware of that stuff. But yeah, like processed food just in general, it's so huge, especially in the United States, but everywhere, mm-hmm. but like it's huge here. And it's hard. I mean, I it always baffles me like when I'm looking at these commercials about McDonald's and you can buy, I mean, it's why we ate fast food growing up. It was inexpensive. Right. It was less expensive than the healthy food. I mean, even like going through McDonald's drive through you can get like two hamburgers or like double cheeseburgers for mm. less than what you would pay for their salad, you know? And it's just like, it's just crazy. And, but it makes sense why people eat that way, especially lower income families or just like people that are trying to do things quickly, or it's just kind of ingrained in our culture. I feel like. Yeah, it definitely is ingrained. It is way cheaper and just so much more accessible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Accessible. Mm -hmm. It's like the perfect word. So what are some of the like healing practices or like daily rituals that you do, um, that keep you feeling really good? Okay. So I guess the first one, if I, right when I wake up, I usually focus on journaling. Mm -hmm. Journaling is something new, relatively new to my technique or techniques. And it really helps me ground my thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Like write down on paper what I'm grateful for, how I'm feeling, set some positive affirmations and some goals for the day. And I love it. I love journaling and using my affirmations, affirmation cards. I also really focus on eating plant-based meals, Mm -hmm. not necessarily all of my meals, but I love incorporating the majority of my meals as plant-based meals. I find that this helps has helped a lot with my digestion. It's helped with my cholesterol levels, with my mood, mm-hmm. just overall energy. So I really love incorporating plant-based whenever I can. And then a big one I would say is incorporating awareness. Mm. So I've I've kind of learned to do this through going with my therapist. So Mm -hmm. I go with my therapist. That's another one of my um, techniques. Mm -hmm. And my therapist has just taught me how to be aware of my feelings, right? Because so many Mm -hmm. times it's, I can't really pinpoint the feeling, but I know that I feel 
bad or I feel sad. And all of a sudden, before my world used to come to pieces, like, oh my goodness, I'm sad. This is a bad day. I just want to sleep. And for me, awareness is identifying, like, how am I feeling? Asking myself, why am I feeling like this? And what can I learn from this? What does my body need right now? Mm. Right? Like really listening to my body. Yeah. So that has helped tremendous. And what else? I also incorporate being in nature. Mm -hmm. I love being in nature. Nature, I feel it heals me. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it can heal a lot of people. So incorporating hikes, walks outside, you know, whether it's doing yoga outside, just being out in the sun, I feel like it energizes me a lot and makes me feel a lot better. Another thing I would say is getting my movement in doing my exercise i love doing strength training i don't necessarily lift that heavy but i do love moving my body and getting that blood going pumping and that heart rate up i feel great afterwards and at least for that moment i am very focused on my exercise and it boosts my mood yeah yeah mood and energy for sure um it's funny about the nature thing. I totally agree, but it's actually why my husband and I moved out of Chicago and into even the suburbs of Chicago, like having a yard, having like trees, (laughs) having (laughs) less people. Like it's so, for me, it's so therapeutic and like so helpful for my mental health and also like keeping my dog chill (laughs) because I can like run her outside. But it's funny. So last night, um, Benjamin and I were kind of like feeling I don't know. We like wanted more nature. And this is like, I mean, get out in nature if you can get out in it. But we're also like very old, I feel like. So we watched a documentary on Idaho. Oh. (laughs) Like an hour long. But it was like this, it was beautiful because it showed like all the beautiful parts of Idaho of this like very nature driven state. And like, just, I don't know, especially right now, because we're in this period where like, we're not really leaving the house. We don't really have, I mean, I can take walks around and stuff, but even like going to a state park or something, I'm not really sure that that's something I want to do right now. So, um, so yeah, it was just interesting to be able to get a little bit of that nature while I'm stuck inside instead of just watching like murder documentaries (laughs) on Netflix. Like maybe I'll watch something about like nature and make me like uh, feel a little bit better when I go to bed at least. But but yeah, it's just crazy. The people in the documentary were just talking about like, it's a, just a different way of life. I, I mean, and that's like extreme, like you're really in nature there, but just like, you know, being able to go outside and be able to breathe in fresh air and, and, you know, ground yourself, even if you're not going out there and like standing barefoot in the middle of the woods <laughs> or something, you can still be outside. And today I took a walk with my dog and like, it was the first time ever in my life that I've ever taken a walk where I wasn't listening to something. And it was cool. It was like, I've always felt that I needed to listen to something like a podcast or um, music or something like that. But I didn't like, I actually enjoyed my walk and I feel like I noticed more things because I was just present in that moment. Right. Yeah. I find that I like doing walks or hikes without listening to anything too. Like, yeah. It's always a debate with my husband because he loves listening to music. Mm. And for me, it's like, well, I just want to like hear 
the leaves that I'm stepping on, you know, or the rocks that turn over, like just be really present in that moment. And I just feel so grateful when I'm out in nature, you know, mm-hmm. it makes me so much more aware of even just myself, my body, where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And right now that you mentioned um, podcasts, that's another one of my techniques too. I love listening mm-hmm. to podcasts, um, personal development podcasts, just yeah. to get some positivity, you know, just how you said about the murder documentaries. So many times <laughs> yeah. I go on Netflix and I'm like, oh my goodness, negative, negative, negative. Yeah. <laughs> I need something positive in my life. <laughs> yeah. Netflix like recommended pandemic to me yesterday. I'm like, this is not the time that I should be watching that. (laughs) Like, I don't think this is great for me, but yeah, it's just like, it's so wonderful to be able to do that and like just connect with yourself. And like you were talking about, I kind of want to jump into therapy a little bit. And because I know we both have talked openly on Instagram about going to therapy and how we, we think that it's totally normal and something that people Mm -hmm. should be doing no matter what, like, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself a super depressed or anxious person, but I've learned so much through therapy about myself and like, um, feelings that I tend to ignore or stressors that I tend to ignore until like my body basically shuts down because I've ignored it for too long. (laughs) So how do you think you kind of touched on it, but how do you think therapy has like, has kind of elevated your life and made, and made who you are better. Oh my goodness. Okay. On so many (laughs) levels. I mean, first of all, it has elevated my life because I have given it the importance. Mm -hmm. Like mental health is just as important as physical health. And Mm -hmm. that was something very hard for me to understand when I first started going to my therapist. Mm -hmm. She would always tell me if you have a stomach ache and it doesn't go away, you would go to the doctor's office, wouldn't you? It's like, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with our feelings. You know, if we're feeling like we're lost or stressed or way too anxious, why wouldn't you seek that help? Yeah. You know, so it's helped me realize how, how I even process like certain feelings, you Mm -hmm. know, so I have better coping techniques. Mm -hmm. It's been a journey of self-discovery, like my own Mm -hmm. fears and insecurities that so many times we try and cover them up because Mm -hmm. we feel like that's what we should be doing. Like, okay, my friend over here, I feel like she has no fears or insecurities. So I should be hiding mine. Yeah. You know, and so many times though hiding them, hiding those things keep us back. You know, they're almost like a barrier to our highest self. Yeah. And so therapy I feel is, is that it's me discovering like my highest self, me actually believing in my potential Mm-hmm. And knowing that the fact that I'm going to therapy is actually making me like stronger, you know, yeah. because for me, it was like, oh, there's so many stigmas around this. Mm-hmm. This, this is not, if I'm going to therapy, it's because I'm not okay. Like I need yeah. to be fixed, you know? And I've had plenty of breakdowns where I'm like, oh my goodness, it's because I still feel like I'm not fixed basically, you know, or yeah. I feel like there's still something wrong with me. Yeah. And I know that it's not. It's not that. I think it's so important because once you're in, once I'm in that therapy session with my therapist, I feel like it is absolutely normal. Mm-hmm. I feel that it's something that people need to talk about more. It's almost like this unknown, I feel like, if you don't go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Like, it's great so you can cope because the reality is that in life, it's hard to cope with everything. 
mm-hmm. you know, and being in therapy gives you techniques to cope with stress, with your feelings. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it too. It's, um, I even do couples therapy too, just because my husband is open to it and we like, we weren't having crazy issues. We were, you know, typical couple, like trying to figure out how to communicate well with each other, but that isn't why we went. We went because we wanted to stay healthy in our relationship. We wanted to be able to focus on things. So like, that's been nice too, but individual therapy in and of itself is huge. Like for me, I personally have a tendency to, um, like ignore emotion. So I, um, I know like certain emotions very well. I can be very protective. I can be very, um, kind of like I can cut people out very quickly if I feel that they've (laughs) hurt me. And I just can in that moment will be very apathetic and pretend like it doesn't bother me. But then I hold on to it for years, you know, and I'm still like dealing with stuff that I thought I didn't care about, but I actually do. I'm just not letting my body feel it. So it's, it's like even something as simple as that. And like, you know, everybody, everybody has something from their childhood. You could have been raised and this is nothing against parents. All parents do this and it's, they do the best that they can, but there's something, there's something about the way you were taught or, um, weren't listened to, or your emotions weren't important or things like that, where you now have the ability as an adult to kind of learn how to work through that so that you, if you want to, can change that part of yourself. Like for me, I wanted to stop being so protective because I wasn't letting people in. Um, I wasn't being able to have these like deep friendships or like deep relationships because I wouldn't fully ever let anybody in. And a lot of it was like having to learn how to be more emotional. And it was crazy like at first because all of a sudden I was like, oh, interesting. I actually feel this way. And then I would be like super, I would like cry about it or something. And I'm like, wow. I understand why I didn't want to feel emotion because it's a lot, (laughs) but, but it's good because then you can start to understand yourself and you're like, okay, like right now I feel very angry, but I'm not actually angry. I'm hurt, but I'm protecting myself. And, and then you can kind of think through that and understand what you actually need. Like right now I actually need to tell my husband that what he said hurt my feelings instead of like, being mean about it. And then we're in a fight for two days or something, you know, something (laughs) like that. So yeah, it can, it's just very eye opening to who you are and like the things you want to work through. And it's not like that you have to go because like you said, like you're broken or something's wrong with you. It's literally just a great way to learn more about who you truly are. And and I feel like that's something like our generation really wants to know. Like we want (laughs) to, we want to figure that out. So yeah, I love therapy. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> I know I could too. It's basically like for me, I think of it like all these unconscious thoughts that I try and hide. And that's like what comes up in therapy, you mm-hmm. know, because I, I can relate to that too, like being with in friendships. But my underlying fear is that I shouldn't trust anybody, you know, because mm-hmm. it's almost like, like this was ingrained in my parents and again, nothing against them. But I, yeah. I've now, I now know that that's where it comes from. And so me not fully trusting in somebody is almost like not letting me connect with them on a deeper level, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And so that's something that I want, that I want to change too. And that I'm working on and 
not trusting in others, being able to connect in them and actually believing that there's, that there's friends, you know, because my parents would always say like, Oh, they're there. You only have very few true friends in life. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's like one of those things that you don't even realize that you repeat, you repeat, you repeat. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, like I have come to believe this. Yeah. You know? And this is affecting my friendships right now. Yeah. So yeah, so it's awesome because then I can be, I can detect like, oh my goodness, I am pulling away from this friendship. I feel myself doing this. Do not do this. (laughs) Let's change. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally the same. And I I think like as uh, like a piece of it, you come to understand your tendencies with other things. So like with food, with exercise, with, like you said, like it's all, it's all kind of combined. It's all holistic, like your mental health, your physical health, what you're eating, what, how you're moving, what you're thinking is just as important. Like you, you can be taking care of yourself, uh, like picture perfect when it comes to food and diet. That's the same thing, food <laughs> and working out. <laughs> but, um, but if you're like thinking super negative thoughts or being, um, you know, not letting anybody in or not letting anybody um, like help you. It's, it's just not, it's going to be just as bad as if you were constantly eating a food that, that affected you negatively. Like stress is totally another type of toxin. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. It can definitely cause a lot of inflammation in your body just as Mm -hmm. food can. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't think about it. I just, I remember like multiple doctors being like, um, like you just need to be less stressed. And at the time I was like, okay, how do you do that? <laughs> like, And I feel like there's so many things, like you said, with like the routines and rituals that you do every day that help you kind of, you know, feel your best and fill up your cup. But something like therapy, something like taking care of your physical body is so important too. I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Taking care of both mental and physical. Yeah. So how, when you're like working with people, how do you want to help them in that way. I mean, everything's personalized. So like, you know, obviously it would be personalized to them, but like, how do you think a coach can be helpful in that way? I think they can be helpful in bringing awareness to their client. Like, Mm. like even let's say it's week one and then check in week one. And so you ask your client, like, okay, what did you feel you struggled with this week? Mm -hmm. And so maybe they're talking about cravings. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a very important part where the coach can come in and ask them, okay, well, how are you feeling overall this week? Okay. You Mm -hmm. had these cravings, you indulged in those cookies and that ice cream, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. but how was your week? How were your stress levels? You know, how was your relationship with your husband? Mm -hmm. Have you been out, you know, have you been out and moving in nature? How have you been sleeping? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that through asking those questions, you can really bring a lot of light to how it's all related. And then maybe your client will be like, well, yeah, I have been stressed, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think eating those cookies was actually me trying to cope with that stress. I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to make me feel better, you know, or I haven't really been sleeping or whatever it may be. I think it's helping, helping your client know why they're doing certain things, right? Mm -hmm. What patterns they have, because that's definitely we definitely have patterns like that, right? Or maybe yeah. it's they didn't get their amount of workouts in that they plan to do for the week. Mm-hmm. And so 
helping them to helping them discover why they did that. Maybe it's because they're only doing exercise to lose weight Mm -hmm. and they stepped on the scale and they weigh the same. And so all of a sudden they feel very discouraged. And so this is where the coach can come in and say, okay, let's analyze your why, Mm -hmm. because it's way too focused on weight and we need to have a broader picture, right? A bigger reason to be doing this. Yeah. I've worked with a couple of like health coaches throughout, throughout my journey, I guess. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I think it's interesting. One of the first coaches I worked with wasn't even really a coach. She would like send me a macro plan every week and then send me a workout. And it wasn't even a specialized workout. It was kind of the same workout she was sending to everyone. And then she would, every week I would check in with her. I would give her my measurements and then we'd be off, we'd be done. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was more just like, did you lose weight this week? No. Okay. Then not, then I'm lowering your, I'm lowering your macros. Like it was never actually asking those like personalized questions or like thinking through what's actually causing some of this stuff. And, and I think that that's why it's important if like when you're going to work with a coach like Zulema, (laughs) you work with someone who really wants to listen to you and talk to you. And especially those listening to the podcast right now who have chronic illness, like making sure that you're being open and telling the coach that, and doctor that you're working with, that that's something that you deal with because, um, because it has to be personalized to you. And there are certain things that aren't going to work for you that might work for someone else. So I think that it's really important to find a coach that is open and like really wants to help you with the whole picture. Right. Yeah. Whole picture. I think that is key because I feel like so many personal trainers at the gym, especially are only focused on you losing weight Mm -hmm. and all of the physical like improvement. Right. So yeah, I think the big picture is very important because so many times I feel like the instructors at the gym or at least my personal experience and what I've heard other friends tell me is that they only focus on how much you're weighing, whether you're losing fat, losing weight. And -hmm. if you're not, then it's like, oh, well, try harder. You must not be like trying as hard, you know? And I remember the first time I went to a gym instructor, the first thing he did was literally like tear me apart. He was like, okay, you don't have that much fat on your face, but your arms are a bit jiggly, your legs. Yeah, they're a little, we can, we can work on them. And like he literally tore me apart. Oh my god! <laughs> and I remember he told me he was like, "And that belly, yeah, you must eat too much candy. Yeah, you definitely eat eat too much candy. You have like way too much fat on your belly." Oh my gosh! And I went. I came home and I told my husband, and I was, "Oh my goodness, who does he think he is?" Yeah, you know, as if that was the most important thing about being healthy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was the last time I ever spoke to him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but. Exactly. It's sad. It's finding someone that's going to support you in everything and not just focus on whether you're losing weight or not. And if you're not losing weight, just wanting to decrease what you're eating, right? How much amount of food. Yeah. And I think what you said was so important. Like, I mean, and it's scary. There's people out there that would have been in the same shoes as you and many people probably have, and they probably went home and like, hated themselves and were just like, oh my God, what am I doing? What is wrong with me? Like, you know, and I think in those, that's why it's so important. And I like to push for this on the podcast with advocacy. Like you can, 
you can fire a coach that doesn't work for you or isn't there for you. You can fire a doctor. Like you have the, you know, your body and you know what you need. And I think like really, really finding someone instead of just like going to the first person that you can find, find someone that works for you. Same with the therapist. Like you're not always going to click and that doesn't, that doesn't mean they're a bad therapist or they're a bad coach. It's just finding someone that you click with and feels good for you because that's the most important. Like, honestly, if you have a coach that you don't trust or a doctor that you don't trust and they're telling you to go and do this stuff, I know for me, like my inner child comes out and is like, F off, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, so like actually finding someone that you trust and that you believe in and will listen to you, I think that's like huge. And so many people are afraid to do that. And that that's the whole point. You have to advocate for yourself and and find someone that's really going to care about you. Yeah, exactly. Only you know how you feel and you need to find someone that believes you and listens to you and is yeah. willing to work with you. Yeah. So if people wanted to connect with you or work with you, how could they do that? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Zulema Velasco Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go ahead and message me there or on my email, which is just my name, zulema.velasco at gmail.com. Cool. You can totally me at either. Yeah. And you're pretty active over on Instagram. So yeah, I am. You can check to- out my stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll have the links to all this so that people can just find you quickly too. But is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners of the podcast today? Um, I guess I would just like to end with don't ever feel like your efforts aren't enough. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you have to compare your efforts to other people because your efforts are great. Mm-hmm. What if that is your what you can do for yourself, you are giving your body what it needs, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to be something huge. It can just be taking a walk every day or something small, like be what is it? Progress over perfection. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today. It was so nice to talk to you. Yeah. It was so fun. Thank you, Jesse.